0: Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman. I know it's been a while. I've been off for a week or two. I'm back and I have one of the most amazing guests ever. She has done it all in my book. She's a 20 year old, 21 year veteran of the Air Force, NFL cheerleader, marathon runner, ultra marathon runner. When I read her bio, I went and took a nap for a half hour. That's how much stuff she's done. And she's doing so many amazing things to help veterans, not only female, but also male veterans. So I just want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be able to be, chat with you today.
1: Thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate you having for having me and I'm super excited for this.
0: I love it. So first of all, I got a traumatic brain injury and if I don't ask the question, I forget. Uh,
1: what is your
0: definition of resiliency?
1: Resiliency, gosh. You know, the, the most common uh, response is the ability to bounce back, right? Now, many times when we get knocked down and life happens to us, we tend to feel very alone and we tend to cocoon. So my definition of resiliency is really just trusting oneself and the people around them and really getting in community, rolling up their sleeves, trying to figure it out and just taking one step in one day at a time, no matter what
0: all right so now if somebody would see you now and they would you know they would see the the cheerleader and they would see you know the the author of the ama- of your amazing book they'd see you so happy and smiley it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns was it
1: no it was not <laughs> so give
0: me, you know give us a quick down and dirty about who you are a little bit about your military career and how you became the force that you are today
1: yeah, so I joined uh, right after 9-11, actually, with a friend of mine. So I've been in for 21 years. I uh, joined the Air National Guard uh, right after 9-11, which was my, my first semester of my undergrad. So I joined the Air National Guard to serve part-time while at home while going to college. And uh, I was originally just going in just for just to pay for college, to serve after 9-11, do something great to serve something bigger than myself. I did not intend on being here for 21 years uh, in the military. So here I am living the dream. But um, there was a point in time in my military career that it was almost over. Uh, I was in the NFL, uh, I think you mentioned in my intro, I was a former NFL cheerleader. And in the middle of my NFL career, I was my senior year of my undergrad building my military career. I, ha- I was in a relationship, so I thought I had it all together. I was 22 years old at the height of my NFL career and my undergrad, and instantly my body shut down. Within two weeks, I landed myself in a wheelchair uh, while they were trying to poke and prod and figure out what was wrong with me. So what I recognized at the time uh, was, you know, unpeeling these layers later on, was I was burned out. I was overworked. I was overtraining. I was just going a million miles a minute, and I was not taking care of my health and wellness. And I was in a not so good relationship at the time either. So I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I was in the right place, but turns out I wasn't. And life just got ripped from me just like that. it's. I spent six months in that wheelchair. Uh, I tried to figure out what was wrong with me, tried to get out of the toxic relationship that I was in, and I had to really rebuild from scratch. They tried to kick me out of the military uh, because the medication, the steroid injections, and the chemotherapy pill that I had to take uh, was was disqualifying. So I was this close to ending my military career before I chose to end it, And uh, I finally started standing up for myself. And this was in 2005 before uh, Dr. Google. (laughs) So I was taking all this medication. The doctors told me I could never walk again. Now I was a sprinter and an athlete and a cheerleader and a gymnast and a dancer. And basically they said, this is the rest of your life. You're gonna be on this medication. And I started researching the power of anti-inflammatory diets by reading rheumatoid arthritis for dummies. I ended up being diagnosed with a very rare form of rheumatoid arthritis, seronegative spondyloarthritis, and it was a conundrum for many people, even the doctors. And so I just researched and I ended up going to the emergency room one day and there was a woman, she's an angel, her name is Rebecca, she was the ER nurse um, when I went in, where my whole leg was about this big, bigger than my waist, from the from the thigh all the way down to my ankles. I had cankles. So ladies, if you're listening, that you've ever been pregnant before, the cankles are real. It's very uncomfortable. For men out there, it's not pretty. And they had to take a huge needle and extract all the joint fluid that was um, really ruminating in my entire leg. Long story short, this amazing woman um, at the ER doctor ended up working on the base with me. And she said, Hey, there, there may be another way you're an athlete. Like there's, there's gotta be other ways. And so I worked with my doctors for an entire year. I got off of all the medication. I applied for a waiver to stay into the military. And here I am, you know, still 21 years, still serving. I've run 26 marathons, a 50 mile race. And I started with one step and one just one day at a time when it was hard when it was tough when it hurt when I just needed I just wanted to stay in bed and I don't take ibuprofen to this day and
0: all right so let's hop back (laughs) yeah um there's so much to unpack there absolutely Um, you know 1995 so what team were you a cheerleader
1: for 2005. I was a Buffalo Bills cheerleader for the Buffalo Jails.
0: And if people don't know, Buffalo gets cold in May, so that's brutal weather. Um, I, I come from Jersey, so you know I, I've been a closet Buffalo Bills fan for years. Awesome. So, but yeah, I love. I, I'm a big, and I'm a Dolphins fan. So I don't know how that works out, but it just Ooh,
1: does. Arch nemesis. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know,
0: but they have su- They had such amazing ownership. I I always love the owners of the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, what is it like? Because, you know, when I got hurt on duty and I lost my vision and I lost my career, you know, I didn't know who Richard was because my whole life I identified as Sergeant Kaufman. And now I'm no longer in the military and I'm no longer Sergeant Kaufman. And that was it. You know, I attempted suicide. Thank God it didn't go through. But what was it like from one day being an athlete, being mobile, mobile, dancing, and doing all this stuff, to next day being in a wheelchair, and in your mind thinking it's over, it's almost over. What was that like?
1: Oh, it was it was traumatic. It was lonely. It was frustrating. I had to wait, um, and it just it just felt like forever, and I felt like I had no control. I felt a sense of anxiety and overwhelm, which turned into depression. And I'm 4'11 and three quarters. And so all the medication, the steroids, the just, I was pumped and they poked and prodded. And they just tried all different things to try to figure out which cocktail would work. And I had ulcers from all the medication, and I had to take more supplements to offset that. And it was just, it was horrible. I questioned life. I questioned God. I questioned myself. I, I, it just was a really rough spot, and I at the same time I was going through a, a breakup for a to, from a toxic, physical, abusive relationship. So it was not a pretty time, and um, so I really had to rebuild from scratch. And so this identity shift of like I am an athlete to I'm in a wheelchair, um, and. I, I, I say that to say, like, that's not the only time that I've ever been in identity crisis. Because fast forward, when I I ended up meeting my husband, the man of my dreams, and uh, originally I had a rule that I didn't want to date anyone in the military. And then I ended up meeting my husband and he's in the army, still serving. And we've moved four times in the last five years, six years almost now. So when we moved away, I had another identity crisis where I was no longer active duty Sergeant Cruz. I was just a military spouse without a job in a brand new city that I knew nobody, away from my friends, my family, and everything I knew. So this is a very, unfortunately, a familiar state that I'm used to. And this is what I love to help people kind of really just get back up and give people hope to shorten that time period of that loneliness, of that self-doubt, of that depression, that anxiety, that overwhelm, and really get back up again.
0: Okay, so now, like uh, like I said earlier, you know, I I respect our female veterans and I've had a lot of them on the show. I think we're one of the only ones that have a lot of female veterans on the show. And and then a lot of them will say, you know, they'll go to say they'll go to a meeting and they'll say, you know, uh, raise your hands if you're a veteran. And then they'll raise their hands and they'll be like, no, we mean veterans. And they're like, I am a veteran. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, and and especially if they're, they're if they're a male spouse. You know, it seems like they kind of get lost in the shuffle. So, what is it like walking into a room and people looking at you like, "Nah, she can't be a veteran. She's she's she she must not heard me right."
1: Yeah. So, I will tell you. Uh, in the beginning, it was really uh, it was hurtful and it didn't feel very good. But now it's kind of fun. Mm. I make it kind of a challenge in a game because. I study unconscious bias. I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant of, you know, in the military and for companies. And so once I started doing this work, I recognized that people have biases and they only know what they've been exposed to in their own experiences. So it's not, it's not really on, it's not their fault many times. And so I started to give them a little bit more empathy and love and grace and just educate them. Right. And I just, to me now, I love just educating them on the power of being a female veteran and and being a military spouse and an entrepreneur and wearing many roles and being able to travel around and do what I do and do what I love and still be able to serve our country. I think it's it's just, it, it opens people's perspective now uh, where I don't feel like, Ugh. you know, there was a time too that I used the veteran parking spot and I had someone question me. And I was, I was like, "Here's my ID," and my husband is, like I said, he's in the army. He looks like he's in the army. I look like an NFL cheerleader. I don't look like a soldier in many people's eyes, right? So when people meet us as a couple, they're like, "Oh, thanks for your service, sir," you know, and then they're like, "Oh, honey, it must be so hard. What's deployment like? What do you do?" And I'm, and he's like, "She actually." Outranks me and she's been in longer than me, and and they're like, Whoa! So it's actually quite um, I just love opening up that perspective for people because they're never going to act that way again, um, in another social setting. And so I love being that leader and that mentor and that role model to open up different, uh, just a different uh, way of life.
0: I love it. So, first, of all, I want to dig a little bit deeper because I love to go in deep. They call me the G.I. Joe Rogan because I like to go deep. Uh, but first, it. I want to thank our sponsors. As you guys know, um, I was with, in the military 23 years with GNC for over 30. Um, I loved pre-workouts. I love coffee. But they all tasted like ass. So I decided to come out with my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I decided I needed, I wanted to give back. So I came out with our own coffee, which is Vertical Momentum Coffee twice the twice the energy, twice the caffeine, no crash. But the best part is 100% of the proceeds go to help project Die Hard where we're going to be able to take 12 veterans and their families in for a year, take care of them physically, mentally, spiritually for one whole year at zero cost to the veteran. So for each cup each cup of coffee you buy, 100% of the proceeds Go to Help the in Homelessness. So if you like coffee, write coffee down below and I'll get you that information. And as you guys know, I'm always open and honest. I stopped using table sugar and I started using that. It's called Buzzy Bees Honey. And my blood sugar dropped over 240 points. And my friend Sam is actually a beekeeper, which I think is the coolest job in the world. Um, and he actually makes honey lollipops. Oh, my God. Totally awesome. Um, so if you love honey... This He'll actually get it straight from the beehive to your house within two to three days. How cool is that? So if you guys love honey and coffee, write that down below. But, you know, now, now let's hop back because obviously you were in the wheelchair for a little bit. But there had to be a moment where you said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired because I know I'm, I'm in recovery 34 years. I can remember the day when when I, when I said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So take us back to the day before you said it and the day bef- after you said it, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
1: Yeah. So I think the day before I was in the fetal position uh, in a wheelchair and there was a time period where um, I couldn't even put my two feet on the ground when i got out of bed i had to fall out of bed to crawl because i couldn't stand on my own so i literally i can't I'll, i'll never forget the day i literally was in a hotel room and i was up all night in so much pain and i literally had to like roll out of bed to catch myself falling onto the floor to and then crawl to be able to get up after my my muscles and my joints started moving again and that's kind of the day before um especially when i went to the er that day the day after was finally i was like there's got to be another way what can i do right now with what i've got and i started asking for help i started i got therapy i got help i researched i took control Um, because many times when we get maybe an injury or an illness I've had a cancer diagnosis as well so that's a whole nother story uh, you hear these words and you you get in this space that it's like nothing it's it's a cloud around you and so when i if you're in this space in this season of change or the season of um frustration or overwhelm or anxiety or maybe you just got a diagnosis or an illness like the biggest thing that I had to ask myself was like, what can I do? How can I stand up again? Because this isn't the rest of my life. I'm 22 years old. I have a whole life ahead of me, and there's people that need me. And I was a I was a community leader. I was a role model. Um, I was teaching dance camps and cheer camps, and you know these little girls were looking up to me like I want to be like you someday, and they still do to this day. But like it's but at that time that was going to be over if I just listen to the doctors and listen to the negative self-talk that I had. And then all the people that were surrounding me telling me that, oh, you should slow down. Oh, maybe you'll never be an athlete again. Oh, it'll be okay. You know, you're strong. You'll get through it. No, it's not always like that. So a lot of times we really need to step within um, and figure out, just roll up our sleeves and say, what can we do right now with what we've got? And that to me, I, you know, especially I talked about Rebecca. Um, She was the nurse that helped me. She helped. She was an advocate. And without her, I don't know where I'd be right now because she gave me a chance when I didn't think I thought my military career was over. And she gave me a chance and she actually just reached out to me. We've been chatting recently and she's just a beautiful soul and we're still connected to this day. And that was in 2005, a long time ago.
0: Well, Diane gives you a big shout out there just so. Hey, hi, Diane. So, you know, now, because, you know, when you're in the military and you get hurt, um, whether it's on duty, off duty, and you have to go through those different, like I had to go through different courses for them to eventually medically, they want they want to get you out. They don't want to keep you, you know. So a lot of them, they're just, they're trying to get you out any way they can. And for me, I fought till the very, very end. So what was that like? Because you're fighting for your career. You're fighting for everything. And they're just trying to dismiss you and trying to get you out. What was that like?
1: Yeah, so it was a very grueling process. Um, My medical record is about this thick. (laughs) It's very, very large. It was about five, almost five years of endless amounts of doctor's appointments, submitting all of my, uh, my medications, um, all of the, the, the pre, uh, all the post, um, you know, all, 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 everything that I had to go through uh, with all of my doctors to get off the medication, the different types of medication, and then finally getting um, reviewed every year for five years. I had to submit documents of all of my doctor's appointments for five years straight to prove to them that I was I was eligible to continue to serve. And uh, so that was a very grueling process, and I think a lot of service members, they just might tap out and like, no, this isn't worth it. This is a lot of work, and um, I'm really grateful that I did. And um, so here I am. I just, it's, it was worth it. And, um, you know, if it's the right fit and you want to continue to serve, I think it's it, you're, for anything is worth doing, um, is going to be a little bit of work, right, or a lot of bit of work. So. It's, it's the discipline and knowing the long game of what, uh, what, instead of like the short-term game, it's like, okay, what's the long game? So yeah, five years might seem like a lot and it's grueling, but for a 20 year, 21 year service now commitment, it's, uh, it's, I'm really grateful that I stayed
0: in. Okay. So now, you know, like I said, we talked about the military, but also, you, you know, you worked with the, with the, with the Buffalo bills and, um, you know, there's something about different about being around professional athletes to where uh, they really don't have days off. We think they do. They really don't have days off. And the professional uh, professional football player career lasts about 3.5 years, somewhere around there. So they got to go hard at it. They don't quit. It's, it's 24-7 with them. So I'm sure a lot of that rubbed off on you besides the military. So talk – about, you know, about how they kind of motivated you also, you know, with getting, getting back to getting healthy again.
1: Yeah. So I think, um, the combination of my NFL career and my military career has been a consistent, be ready, always ready. Um, so in the military, we say in the air force, we say we're fit to fight. Um, but in the NFL, we had, I had to try out, to, I had to audition to be selected for the team, and there were 500 women that tried out. They selected like 40 of us. But then once you made the team, you had to try out every single Tuesday and every single Thursday with a solo performance and a group performance, learning brand new choreography on the fly. Not only that, but you had to. we had to go to the gym regularly. We all had full-time jobs or going to school, and so we learned time management really early on. But not only that, we learned um, how to be a public speaker, a role model in the community. We had to be on, fully made up. I wasn't allowed to leave the house in yoga pants. And, you know, I had to be full hair and makeup, being ready and being present anywhere I went. So I learned at a really young age that discipline of being always on. And I will say that it kind of did drive a perfectionism mentality for me. And I'm kind of a recovering over, uh, recovering perfectionist as of like the last six years, I've been really dissecting what how, what impact this has made on my life because also in the military we have, in the Air Force, we have a core value that's service before self. So we grind and it's service and it's go and it's go and it's go and sometimes our health and wellness takes a back seat. And I found that in the middle of my military career or in the middle of my NFL career, which landed me in the mil- in the wheelchair and you know, having to wake up and pay attention to my health and wellness. But also I've seen it a million times in my military career where I have experienced burnout, stress, overwhelm, um, illness, and it just, sometimes it just, it happens. And when we least expect it. And so my life's purpose is to help take a proactive approach. I love to help, my, my mission is to help empower every woman on the planet put themselves and their health and fitness first for just 34 minutes a day so we can reduce the stress and overwhelm of life and live a more fulfilling life. So really taking a more proactive approach to your health and wellness is really the name of the game so that we don't wait until it's too late.
0: You know, I love it. And, you know, I keep this empty cup. It's a a vertical momentum coffee cup, but I keep it. um, It's empty, uh, but I keep it here in front of me. And I tell everybody I can't pour if this cup is empty and a lot of times, especially if you're a caregiver, if you're a mother, if you're a father, we give so much, but if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't help anybody else. So I think, you know, that's something that's doesn't really get talked about a lot is, you know, like a lot of us, we, you know, especially like my wife is my best friend. She's my bride. She's my everything. And without her, this house doesn't run, period. But, you know, sometimes she needs her time away to go to Atlantic City, you know, whatever she needs, because she needs to take care of herself before she can take care of the rest of the family. So is that stuff you're talking about? Is like that self-care?
1: Yes, it's a self-care. It's a, it, what I call the 34-minute mindset is the you first movement. It's part of my brand, Cruise Beyond Limits. And it really, and I say it all the time. I love that you shared that. We cannot pour from an empty cup. And we're balancing so many different things at any given time. And um, so I actually teach vision board workshops and they're two-hour Zoom virtual workshops. I do these for families, couples, women, men, you name it, families, businesses, coworkers. It's a really beautiful experience where we unpeel all of the layers of your life because we're trying to balance it all, right? And when your health and fitness or maybe your finances or your social life, or your spiritual side of you is kind of lacking in one, and it, you're feeling a little empty in one area, it's going to seep in and pour into every other area of your life. So what I love to do is really just dissect this. And in my planner, in my book, um, The Crystal Clear Life Planner, it's a I I actually map out some of it. Um, and, and then we re- review, we do a monthly review of all of the eight pillars of your life. So uh, I think someone is probably my assistant, Annette, if she's on here, thank you so much for sharing the links. Um, I do have a vision board workshop. Uh, It's a virtual workshop on zoom next Tuesday, May 30th from six to 8 PM. If you're not able to make the live session, there is a replay available. So go ahead and click that link. Um, I'd love to have you kind of just walk you through what this looks like. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just really understanding and recalibrating and reflecting each and every day of like, Hey, who needs me at a hundred percent today? And where do I need to do a little bit of work? And just really looking in the mirror without blame, shame, or guilt, but really just taking out, like to use the the body as a vehicle, a lot in my programs. And a lot of you guys out there, it's like, you go to get, you check your engine, you check your oil, you get an oil change, you, you probably wash your car. My husband washes our car like once a week at least and fully details it, right? It's preventative maintenance because you want it to look good. You want it, you feel good when it's clean and it's taken care of. So when we open up that hood of your vehicle, everything is topped off, right? Tip top shape. We need to do the same thing with our body and our mind and our spirit and our soul and our families and everything that that fills you up.
0: I love it. So that's my, that's my friend, Michael Peterson. He has a great company called Mike Damascus knives. He was actually on that show forged in fire. Oh, awesome. Homemade knives. So I just want to say, Michael, thank you. Uh, But I just wanted to think, you know, I'm thinking about it. You know, you're saying, you know, 34 minutes, you know, um, I was with GNC for 30 years and I worked with several Mr. Olympias and a lot of pro bodybuilders and a lot of them would be in the in the gym for three, four hours a day. And then there was one bodybuilder's name was Dorian Yates, Mr. Olympia. He 40 minutes in and out, he was home. Yeah. But he won the Mr. Olympia like six times in a row. Because he 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 got in, did his work, went home, wasn't taking selfies, you know, was so it doesn't I, I don't think it matters the exact time that you're, what you're doing, it's what you're doing in those 34 minutes. So talk to us about 34 minutes for health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, first of all, it's two minutes of goal setting, gratitude and intentions each and every day. So I map out the four 34 minute mindset in the crystal clear life planner. Um, but you don't need a fancy planner. Just take if you have a post-it note, I literally have post-it notes and three by five cards. No fancy studio is what I say, right? I have a good old fashioned notebook. Keep it by your bedside. All right, whatever it takes. You don't need a fancy planner, but if you want it, it's on Amazon and I'll send you the link. But two minutes of gratitude, intentions, time blocking, goal setting each and every day. And I love to include my relationships in this. Um, so every morning I focus on who can I make smile today? So I like not I nominate someone each and every day to say who can I reach out to? Who am I going to connect with today? And I'm going to make an impact on their life. And that fills my cup to make sure that I'm intentional with my relationships. So that is the two minutes in the morning. Now, when you first start this process, it might feel a little hokey, it might be a little woo-woo. And I'll tell you, my husband didn't always like it at first. But now he loves journaling, and I just created a men's version of the of my planner, which is going to be coming out really soon. So if you want access, please send me a message. I'll get you on the wait list and I'll get you first access for those men out there. Um, so it's a tactical planner for men's uh, men's life and fitness. So really map it out, and when we start our day with intentions and gratitude, we start in a positive, forward facing, uh, you know, way and a positive mindset. So with that, we map out our 30 minutes of movement. So with nothing else, make 30 minutes of movement a priority each and every day, no matter what. So we have a no matter what mentality in our in the Cruise Beyond Limits world. And my workouts, so I'm a virtual fitness coach, I'm an online personal trainer and group fitness coach. So I have a virtual boutique online uh, group fitness program. So uh, I stream live for 30 minute sessions. Including warm up and cool down. So we're very efficient. And you could do it from, I literally, I don't know if you can see, but that's my yoga mat down here. This is my home office where I stream. Or I take my tripod, I have a travel session everywhere I travel all over the world. No matter what, three times a week, I stream live for 30 minute sessions. They're hit in kickboxing sessions and they're fun. Like I said, I'm a former NFL cheerleader. I'm a professional dancer and a performer. So I make fitness fun. And so for 30 minutes, we get down and dirty. We work hard. And I always say, and it's funny, Richard, that you said three or four hours. My tagline is it's not three hours at the gym. It's 30 minutes of movement. And we can move our body for 30 minutes. And I have women anywhere from 30 to their children and then women in their 70s. I have one that does my workouts from a chair and from a wheelchair. So there's something for everyone to meet you wherever you're at in your fitness journey, wherever you're at in the world. I have women all over the US, Canada, Spain, Mexico, Costa Rica, everywhere, you name it. So uh, we take the excuses out. We don't have to spend 20, 30 minutes driving to the gym and then waiting in line and then, you know, maybe. uh, Thirty minutes of, or forty minutes at the gym, trying to find a piece of equipment, and then working towards all the people that are trying to take selfies. And you're like, I don't know what this equipment's all about. I get to pour into you right from your home, and you don't have to leave. So it's pretty cool. I think that's Annette. She's in Puerto Rico. She's on my team. She's incredible. Uh, so thank you, Annette, for being here, and the other amazing women that um, and people that are in the on the world. So thank you for being here and tuning in today. Um, So that's the 30 minutes. And then we have two minutes of reflection and celebration each and every evening. So what I found is as a marathon runner, like I said, I run 26 marathons. These are all the marathons. That's my 50 mile race. These are 13 miles and 18. And then these are placement medals, like first, second, and third in all of my races. So I've run a lot. And there were years that I run seven, eight marathons in a year. And I left... I just kept going and going and going and more competitive and how can I get faster and how can I do more? And I kept pushing and pushing and really just escaping from the, what I really needed to uncover, which was why I'm so driven and why I run and why I do the things that I do. So I didn't always celebrate. And so now this is a part of my deep reflection each and every night. So two minutes we, we celebrate the wins not huge wins. This is like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't hit this news button today. I spent some time with my family. I made the sales calls, the three sales calls that I said I was going to do this morning. I, you know, started my business. Finally, I reached out to someone. Maybe you're an introvert and you're like, I want to get more, get into community more. You reached out. Maybe you went to a networking event, celebrate the hack out of yourself. The the needle making moves that you are doing. Not so much of what we aren't doing. Because when we go after our dreams and goals, what I found is that we're so focused on what we haven't done yet versus what we have accomplished. So that was a moment where at the end, it was literally December 31st. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2018, 20. Yeah, I think it was 2018. And I ran so many marathons, 2017, 2018. And I was miserable. I was, it was December 31st. I was like looking at all my medals. I was, you know, reflecting on the year and it did not feel good because I'm like, I should be happier accomplishing so much. And I think many athletes, very driven professionals, especially people in the military, we're always looking for that next rank, that, that next thing. We're competitive and we want to just go, 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 go. And so this two minute reflection at the end of each day is like, hey, how intentional was I today? What were the things that I did accomplish that are getting me to that next level? And that daily consistent reflection can give yourself so much love and grace and just honoring the journey that you are on that you might not be there yet, but you're honoring the journey and you're write, writing the steps and you're writing your book in the pages of every single day. And I think that's just such a beautiful dance of self love and self care. And, um, you know, I, I know it seems like rainbows and butterflies. It's not because what comes out of this, it's a lot of emotions and really take having an honest conversation with yourself and saying, hey, did you do what you say you we were going to do today? And what can we do differently tomorrow to make a bigger impact?
0: You know, and I love that. And as you see, I'm writing stuff down as you as you talk, because um, stuff that I want to hit on, because, you know, when I lost my vision, my hearing got a lot better. Well, not according to my wife, but, um, I hang on when people talk on the show, I hear certain words and I kind of key on them and something we, you talked about, you actually did five times so far. Mike, this is the first year I have ever picked two words for my, my year and it's intention and attention. Mm. So every morning when I wake up, that's two things I write. What I, things I want to accomplish today are being intentional with everything that I do, but also getting the attention. And I think, you know, a lot of people, they, they go through life living unintentional, you know, like every post that I put out on social media, there's intention behind it. Every relationship I have, there's intention behind it. I don't want to do anything that's not intentional because that's where the mistakes happen. You know, I feel and I believe that, if you know, like you said, you know, intention and and another thing you mentioned, you mentioned three times was gratitude. Now, I had a guy named Mr. David Meltzer on. He was on the show. Twenty billion dollar company, a friend of mine. And he told me and it just stuck in my mind that gratitude and anger cannot occupy the same spot the same space. And I was like, wow. For me, that was life-changing, even just that one sentence. So please talk about intention, attention, and gratitude.
1: Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to start with gratitude because I think when your, your powerful question when we first began this conversation was surrounding resilience and figuring out what that next step is when we're maybe knocked down or we feel overwhelmed and stress and anxiety or depression, or maybe we feel like we're going to end our life. And, um, I think there's always something to be grateful for. So even if you go out in nature, you look around, you you can see, you can hear, you can, you, there, there is something we have to hunt the good stuff. And I love that you shared, you know, that and I'm emotional intelligence coach, so I study the brain um, and I know that gratitude cannot live in the same space as blame and shame and guilt and overwhelm, right? It just can't live together. So I help people flip that script to remain in that space of gratitude and and shift very quickly, right? Um, so we don't skip over the hard stuff, but we train our brain to spend some time in the reflection and in the feelings, recognize what the feelings are and then shift to a, a greater space of gratitude. Um, in your brain um, there's the you, we're always talking to, to one another, right we're talking to ourselves and so that self-talk is so so important and a lot of it comes from trauma experiences. Um, a lot of them are negative experiences that are very loud voices. And so many times with gratitude, what I have found, especially in the space of overwhelm and, um, and these tough situations that I've been through, really focusing on that gratitude starts the day in a positive mindset, a more victory mindset instead of a victim mindset of everything that's happening to me. Oh, it sucks. And it's, it's I can't do this and I'll never get there. And so why should I even start? right? That's not a good space. And no one wants to hang out with you when you're in that space. Right. And so I have had to recognize as a role model, and as a CEO of my life of my business, I need to, I need to start with gratitude, because I'm going through a lot of stuff, even right now. But if I start in that, blah, you know, just being real, like if I start in that negative attitude, and that negative mindset, it's not going to serve myself, my spouse, my my family, my friends, or or my business, or anybody. So I'm very intentional with my energy and how I show up. And so gratitude is a really great start. And so I just hunt the good stuff. And for me, every single day, I'm grateful for my health that I woke up today. Like it's, it can be that simple. And um, a lot, another one that I write almost every single day is my courage and my tenacity and my discipline, right? And then I always find one person in the last 24 hours that has touched my life. So I always just sink in like, wow, that, that person made an impact and I'm grateful for them. Um, maybe the, I had a phone call with them or maybe I met them yesterday. And, and so that's powerful. So just kind of, hopefully I, I love to give people like tactical, like small things that you can do to get started because when we say oh gratitude and goal setting and vision board like it just seems so big and out of touch, so I really like to break it down. So I hope that helps. The second yeah. one is oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, it it sounds you know because a lot of people think it's got to be so um, perplexing. It's got to be you know so elaborate where it's really simple steps. There's there's simple habits like you know like James Clear wrote in his book atomic habits. They're simple things, but simple things lead up to big things. So talk about your step two.
1: Step two is your intentions. I love that you have your words of attention and intention. I couldn't come up with one word. And as you know, in the military, we love acronyms. So my word is CEO. Uh, So this year I am, I, I own, well, between my husband and I, we own three businesses. Um, so, I have a consulting firm and a fitness uh, company. And so, and we have a real estate company as well. So, my husband's a uh, mortgage loan originator. So, he does financing for custom built barn dominiums and tiny homes. And yes, you can use a VA loan for them. So, we have multiple businesses and we are CEOs of our life, but we're also CEOs of our business. And so, maybe you are overwhelmed and stressed and trying to start a business. Or maybe you have this dream of starting one and it's just like, it seems so out of reach. I use the acronym CEO. And this can be for parents, for moms, spouses, you know, even if you're still working and, you know, in your nine to five and you wanna be a CEO someday, you can take charge of your life and be a role model and be a CEO of your life no matter what if you implement these three things. C stands for consistency. So consistent daily activities that will drive you forward. And like I said earlier, one step, one day, one repetition at a time. If you want to lose 20 pounds, guess what? It's not going to happen overnight. You didn't put it on overnight, so it's not going to come off overnight. But you need to consistently show up and do the 30-minute workouts. If you want to do mine, great. But do the consistent daily activities, and you're not going to see results right away. Just like building a business you're not going to see results right away you're you no one's going to knock on your door with a silver platter and a, a whole list of leads and people that that are willing to like buy your program uh uh-uh, uh doesn't work like that you have to da- have daily consistent efforts all right so you have to get on stages you have to network you have to put yourself out there you have to post on social media consistently and i'll tell you the the, the most most of my clients they saw me consistently showing up on social media every single day Did they comment? No. Did they like anything? No. But guess what? In the middle of the night when they said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, they sent me a message and said, Crystal, you're the one for me. So keep being consistent, even when you don't see the results, even when you don't feel them, even when you don't feel like it, that's C for consistency. All right. I could talk a whole day on that, but I want to talk about the E. For so many years, I was like, I need more education. I need education. Yes, you need education. I have a master's degree. I have a lot of experience. But what I found is and I found this a lot in women is that we need more education before we go after the thing. So this last year, I was like, "Uh-uh, it's not education anymore. It's execution." It's time to roll up our sleeves and do what we can with what we've got with education and the experience that we have right now. And don't we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be like Tony Robbins, although people have called me Crystal Robbins before. And that was, wow, that was pretty cool. So, um, but really, like, just start with what you've got, right? And people are going to love you just the same because you are authentically you right where you're at, not where you think you need to be or where you want to be. Because if we just kick kick the can and get more and collect more skills and more education, then sometimes you'll never start. So execute. Just rip off the Band-Aid, get ugly, make it messy. I call it the messy middle. Just do it already. Gosh. So that's the E. And then the O is opportunity. And this is for those business owners out there. And I'll tell you, um, you know, Richard, you told me most of your clients in, in this space and your podcast are men. And you have mostly male uh, veterans on. And I'm, I'm kind of not the normal. I'm a minority, right, in this space. Now, I could have said... Mm, yeah, no, that's not my audience. I'm, uh, that's that's not for me. Uh, no, I'm open for opportunity. So the O is opportunity because you never know who you're going to connect with, who's going to hear your message, and what influencers are going to hear this. Guess what? I work with a lot of moms and spouses, military spouses. I'm hosting retreats for female veterans and military spouses. Your audience is a lot of males who have tired, anxiety, overwhelmed, overworked, underpaid, frustrated women in their household. So I'm open for the opportunity to be connected with those women that need to hear this message. So always be open for opportunity. And it might not look like exactly what you want, but when the opportunity knocks, when the intuitive nudge kind of, kind of creeps in for you and something happens, be open for the opportunity. We don't have to have it all figured out just take it one day at a time and go for it. So with and, that, know, I'll land my plane.
0: <laughs> oh, and, and as you see, I wrote it down. So, cause every time that somebody comes on, I got my book cause I'm learning. I couldn't afford to have somebody like yourself or David Meltzer or Lee Steinberg or Robert Kiyosaki. I couldn't afford to go sit with them for an hour, but I started the show cause I can invite you on and pick your brain and ask you any questions I want because I'm not ashamed of learning, like you said. But you also said, you know, a lot of people have the analysis by paralysis, paralysis by analysis. They're gonna, oh, I'm gonna start a podcast. I got to have the right camera. I got to have the right this and that, and they never start. So you know, yep. in order to, to you know have the opportunity, you have to execute. You know, even you know, in in football terms, you know, even Jim Kelly. You know, he was a rookie. You know, he, he he played for my University of Miami Hurricanes, but he was a rookie. So he had to start somewhere. So my my last questions I have I have to ask you is, and I'm going to also going to give guys something that changed my life. A friend of mine um, gave me a hat, which I've been using for the last year or so. Before I go to bed at night, before I, I put my hand over my wife and I pray for her. Just for being my wife, because she needs all the prayers she can get. But I pray for her, and I pray for her strength, and I, you know, but I also sit and I say three things that I'm grateful for that happened that day, you know. And for me, it might have been my wife's amazing cooking, it might have been walking my daughter to school, but if I go to bed in gratitude, and I wake up in the morning and I can see something because my eyes. I And I know it's going to be a great day. So if I go to bed with gratitude and if I wake up with gratitude, my whole day is a lot better. So, you know, I I think that for somebody that's struggling out there, maybe that's something easy to do. Just think of three things that happened that day that was great. It may not be nothing big, but if you go to bed with gratitude and you wake up with gratitude, you know, your your subconscious mind when you sleep, you know, even and that's something that Tony talks about. Ed talks, you know, Ed talks about it a lot. But um, as we're winding down, now you said you're you're going overseas and you're helping women. So talk to me about that, because I think that's really cool. Because I think you know, a lot of guys will get together, we'll play golf, you know. But I don't see a lot of women taking retreats. Mm. So talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I, this is a part of execution, right? Uh, So 2021, I had a goal. I wanted to publish my book. So I did that. Uh, Check. But at the end of 2021, I'm like, I needed a new goal for 2022. And throughout COVID, uh, what I didn't share with you was um, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2019. Um, So my 2019 was most people's dumpster fire of a 2020, right? Um, So I kind of went through a very difficult time in 2019. I was operated on my arm and my leg in uh, October of 2019. And so I was used to teaching. I was growing my online coaching business. I was teaching boot camps in person. Everywhere I would travel for the military and anywhere I went, I would teach a class. I would do a group run. I would get people together in community. And um, so when COVID happened in March 17th, 2020, all the gyms shut down and my friend called me she's like hey you teach all these boot camps you teach this all these fitness classes and you you do all this stuff can you stream something online now that was the phone call that saved my life i felt very alone i was questioning everything again i was in a really dark place and that was really a call that changed the game for me and so I had been certified as a coach in emotional intelligence and diversity and inclusion all through free conference call.com. So this was before zoom was really popular. And so I, like I said, what can you do right now with what you've got? I answered the call and I said, yes, said I have free call.com. I know how to create a Facebook event. So I created a Facebook event and I, I shared the link to free call.com and I had I taught boot camps at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. every single day during COVID for men, women, children, military members, dance camps, cheer camps, running camps. I was people's babysitters, and that kept me alive, and it brought me alive again. So I built a community online during COVID, and many of my clients are still with me since that day. And if you're hearing this, thank you so much for your support, because I can't do this alone, and we're not meant to do life alone. So I built a community uh, online. And side note, I shared with you, I moved away from home with my husband six years ago when I started my business. We've moved four times since then. And so building an in-person community has been a challenge. So I've collected people all over the world everywhere I travel. And so I, I have this beautiful online community. And then I started a six-month mastermind for women that helps them with their healthy habits their personality style, their love language, their nutrition, their boundaries, understanding their relationship with themselves. And we spent so much time together on Zoom and freeconferencecall.com. Well, when Zoom kind of kicked off in 2020, late of 2020, I pivoted everything to Zoom and created these programs. And they're like, hey, we want to meet in person. When When this is over, we need to meet in person. And so at the end of 2021, I called my friend. She's, uh, she does these big um, music festivals. She's an organizer. She's an incredible woman. And one, a good friend of mine, and I said, hey, I don't know what this looks like, but I want to host a retreat. And I love to travel. I love the beach. I want to do it in a nice spot. And I want to get a bunch of people together, and I want to pour into them. I want it to be life, fitness, mindset, yoga, mindfulness, everything that I'm doing, but I want to do it in person. Because this energy pierces through your screen right now, but when you're in, in that room, it's just another level. So she's like, I know someone that has a place on the top of a mountain in Costa Rica. So I got connected within two weeks. I, I literally booked a trip with my mom. I flew her down there. We created the whole experience and I created a landing page and I sent it out to my current clients. I sold it out within six days. So it's a six day all inclusive experience for women. Uh, it's for goal setting, good nutrition, um, just community and connection, my workouts, yoga, meal prepping, um, just, it's a beautiful community and a great transformational experience. So I did three of them last year. um, And I just, I just came back from another one in April, uh, which I had all female veterans, which was incredible. And I had some incredible sponsors actually, by the way. So that's kind of part of the next level of my business is um, partnering with other business that businesses and people that support veterans. Because I have one more in September, so I do have spots open, and I'm looking to connect with other people that can offer scholarships and sponsorships uh, to send female veterans. Two out of the three got sent on a um, uh, three veterans got sent on scholarships this last time, and the impact and the transformation was just it's next level, and it's something I can barely put into words. They could barely put it into words. It's that transformational. So I love to do this. And next year, it keeps coming because my husband and I, they call us the power couple, military Ken and Barbie. We do vision board workshops for couples. Um, He actually helps um, pour into my community as well from a male's perspective. He's also a male's, a men's personal trainer. Uh, He has a shred program. But we're doing a couples retreat next year. So that's the next big goal. So that's a little bit about the experience. It's just there's nothing like it.
0: So, last question is um, for me. You know, um, obviously, once I knew you were coming on, I started stalking all the pages, started following you because that's for me. I'm a person I like to build relationships. I'm a big relationship guy, and I believe I believe in building generational relationships. So when people come on the show, they know well, you know, you got you got a cousin for life. So how does, how do we find you? I know you got a couple of links, but how do we? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Because for me, uh, I'm best on LinkedIn and Facebook. Those are where my where I'm at the most. How do we get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, me too. Um, mostly Facebook and LinkedIn are my two main platforms. I am a, a little bit over on so on um, Instagram. I actually host a, a show every Monday on Clubhouse as well called Health is Wealth. Uh, so, Mondays at noon, and I stream live in my private Facebook community as well through StreamYard, which is great. Uh, so, it's offered me an opportunity to be everywhere all at once. So, um, but please just send me a message on Facebook, or uh, you can go to my website, Crystalauracruz.com, and just send me a message right there. There's a chat function. And I would just love to have a conversation and see where it goes. Be open for the opportunity because you never know.
0: I love it, guys. So make sure um, you reach out to her. Um, Make sure you pick out a planner because I got a planner that I use by Mr. John Lee Dumas. Um, It's a 100-day planner. Sometimes it takes me 200 days to do the 100-day plan, do the 100-day work. But at least I'm I'm doing it. Um, And, guys, something – she mentioned earlier. Now I'm a big Joel Osteen guy and I believe you can choose to either be the victim or the victor. So guys if you're watching this today, choose to be the victor. Stop playing the victim. Mm -hmm. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much and have an amazing week. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I love you. I'll catch you next week and remember vertical momentum. The only way to go is butt. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.